Welcome to Wise Health for Women Radio with Linda Prater. Women are pressed daily to give more, learn more, and be more, often at the expense of mind, body, or spirit. Each week with intriguing guests and topics, we'll bring you fresh ways to view your limited time, encouraging a shift to new, healthier perspectives. Wise Health for Women Radio, helping women thrive. And now here's your host, Linda Prater. Good morning. I'm Linda Crater, and welcome to Wise Health for Women Radio. We're going to talk today about the patterns and decisions that you make and what affects those decisions. What gives you self-limiting hurdles? How do you get yourself out of patterns of procrastinating or avoiding? I, I think there are many of us that get caught up when we are our own worst enemies. And so we're going to talk today to Adele Spragan who is just a a magical person at being able to take a look at the root causes for stress and anxiety, take a look at our patterns that you're making, repeat patterns or self-sabotaging, you can't fix it. So Adele, welcome to Wise Health for Women Radio. Thank you, Linda. Happy to be here. I'm really glad you're here because I tend to think that women can be their own worst enemies. And sometimes if we just get out of our own way, we do pretty well. Yes, it's so true. We, our brains have an incredible capacity to make optimal decisions on our behalf. But we do have to know how to work our brains a little bit because how we are taught to work them is actually not the way that they're working. So that's Talk what about I work that. with. Yeah. So we are, we're taught a whole bunch of myths when it comes to our brains. So I work with people's brains patterning. That's what I work with. So I have a method that upgrades or changes the brain's patterning. So let me just explain what I just said. Um, if you think of your brain like an iceberg and put at the top of the water all the actions that you take, all the behaviors you adopt, every belief you hold, we're going to place that above the surface of the water. Under the water are the brain's patternings. So a brain pattern gives rise to an action, a behavior, a belief. And when I work with patterns, I always ask the person, is that pattern working for you? Is that action that you're taking working to take you in the direction you want to go? Or is that behavior that you're adopting making you feel okay about the direction you're going in? Or what do you believe about yourself? So one of those that you just mentioned, Linda, is this belief like I'm not good enough or I'm my own worst enemy. Um, That's very much driven by an existing brain pattern. And I have a method that just removes that pattern, upgrades it, and then that belief just disappears from inside the brain. You just no longer think that way or act that way or behave that way. And that is the way our brain is actually designed to function. It is a pattern maker, and it's designed to take the same actions over and over again, given existing brain patterns. So if we're going to change anything, we have to start there. You have to start within. If you're not aware that you're doing these things, and I think many people are afraid to look inside and become more self-aware because they start to pick at themselves. And I think women tend to be uh, more should oriented. I should do this, or society expects me to do this, or my family expects me to do this. And yet, we can operate more smoothly if we understand that, okay, we might have to accomplish all those things. But if we 
shift our mindset a little bit, look inside to see what the differences are. And as, as you say, you help people to train their brain to do things a little bit differently. I'd, I'd love it if you would talk about how we get ourselves trapped in, let's just go with procrastination, because that's a famous one. Yeah, so what gives the rise to procrastination? Well, I like to say that human beings don't procrastinate, we avoid. So what is it that somebody is Good. avoiding? Mm -hmm. What is what we're avoiding? Let's take a common thing that people have, like, you know, I've got to do my taxes. This is something we can all relate to. So, you know, when you think about doing your taxes, if somebody is avoiding their taxes, they are not actually avoiding the task itself. What a person is avoiding is that internal yucky feeling that comes about when you think about doing your taxes. And that's true for anything that somebody is procrastinating on. So if somebody's procrastinating, here's what I ask them. What is it that you're procrastinating? And then how do you feel when you think about doing that? Where do you feel that in the body? What physical sensations come, up, come over you? And what is your belief about yourself or about the task that stops you from doing it? So a pattern is an intertwined physical sensation, emotion, and thought. And when those three parts of our being come together, it results in the action that you're taking. So avoiding is that avoiding of that internal feeling. If we can just remove that internal feeling, can you see how there would be nothing between, no reason for that person not to do the task? Does that make sense? If that internal feeling goes away, then you would right. just willingly do your taxes. Of course, there's nothing to stop you, right? So that's the power of working with patterns rather than trying to fix the situation. You I don't know that you can fix people. I, I think you can help people adapt and to identify. And what you just talked about, you asked a lot of good questions. So if you're asking people these questions, they may never have thought about what do you mean, what am I feeling? Yeah, that's right. That's right. Oh, what am I thinking, right? We, we, we go along in life thinking that the situation is driving our experience. And I like to flip that switch. Mm -hmm. Your experience is driving how you see the situation, which is driving how you relate to the world, which is driving your ability to get or not get to your goals. So as long as you can be internally looking at what am I feeling right now? Where am I feeling that? What am I think? What am I thinking? Good. You're on the right track. Mm -hmm. it, it makes sense because I, I think the underlying belief system is always going and our, and our perspectives, how we grew up, how we were raised, how we were patterned, how we were taught uh, all come into play because we're all unique individuals and we do see the world through a slightly different lens. But what you're talking about is recognizable in everyone. And this leads me beautifully into the sponsor for today's show, which is Noom Mood. And some of you may be familiar with Noom Weight. It's all based on psychological tools, tricks, and strategies that will really help you manage your wellness and health. And now New Mood has come about with one for mental health and wellness. And it is just phenomenal in terms of how you take a look at things you just mentioned. The shoulds, the should monster. Uh, I have taught a, a neighbor next door to me that, you know, when he says you should, 
to me, he goes, oh, sorry, I didn't mean to say that. Because we can should ourselves to death based on other things, not our own choices. We can learn grounding techniques and, and breathing methods that truly help you to reduce stress. And I think after the last two to three years, most of us are carrying cumulative stress. I know I am. And I coped beautifully. But I'm finding now that things that didn't used to bother me bother me more. And now I just pull my new mood out of my pocket because it's an app on my phone. And it is truly helping me. I'm sleeping better. I'm less distracted. I'm more focused. I don't react as much as I respond. So I'm doing some of the patterning that you're talking about. And the other things are using positive outlets to stress, naming what your emotions are. If you don't name what they are, how do you address them? And so I am really impressed with this tool and it's always in your pocket. It gives you notifications as much as you want. I actually have very few notifications because that adds stress for me, but others may find it differently. But if you practice these tools, you can choose a new way of thinking and it's really working for me. So the unavoidable stresses will come, but I've learned to ground myself, put things in a better perspective and it's super empowering. I, I often say even durable people need assistance and I am grateful for Noom Mood. So worry less, feel happier. Sign up for your trial at noom.com forward slash wise. That's noom, N-O-O-M.com slash wise. You'll be really glad you did. Find the tools and the help you need right in your pocket. That's noom.com forward slash wise. You'll be very glad that you did. And Adele, I find that doesn't this fit with what you are talking about? Some of the things that you are training and teaching people? Yeah, I always say that every person has to find the, the, the thing that works for them, right? So the thing you will always, do. What's that? The thing that you will do. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, as you say, we're all unique and everybody has different methods. And if Zoom works for somebody, great, use it. <laughs> right. Yeah. Well, so, I also, go ahead. Yeah. No, so, no, go ahead. Talk, okay, talk about the power of the brain. I, I think that we know that we can do certain things. And we also know that, uh, for example, self-talk can make a self-fulfilling prophecy. If we think we can or we can't, it's usually correct. And so you help people to recognize how they're looking at themselves. I, I've been working during the pandemic on, on helping people understand that negatively talking about themselves, your brain hears it. Do you agree? Yeah, so I, I'd love to address that because, you know, I said earlier that a pattern is an intertwined physical sensation, emotion, thought. But we right. need to understand where that pattern came from and if we're going to rework our brain and make it more effective. So when a person's born, they're not born with patterns. Unlike other animals who are born instinctively knowing what to do, the human mm -hmm. brain has to determine every action it's going to take based on learning. And so every situation that a person enters into, 
they take that, the brain takes the action that was taken in that situation and stores it away for future use in the form of a pattern. Mm-hmm. And it is that pattern that continues to operate throughout their life. If nobody has taught us how to remove an old pattern, we will continue to take that action. You want to know why you're taking the same action over and over again, even though you know it doesn't work? It is because you have a pattern in your brain that is taking that action. All right. A pattern, though, as I said earlier, is an intertwined physical sensation, emotion, and thought. And we in our culture strongly prioritize thought as if it is guiding our direction, as if it is making our decision. We put a lot of emphasis on our mind. What we fail to realize is that the pattern is actually originating in the body and that our mind is along for the ride. So we enter a situation and a pattern gets triggered and we walk through a door and we're uncomfortable and and we feel awkward and we feel shy, for example. And we think, oh my gosh, if I can just think my way positive, if I can just tell myself that I'm stronger, that I'm going to be accepted in this situation, that I will feel better and I will be able to take the optimal action. But the problem with that is that it doesn't address the underlying pattern itself. So, Linda, you know, most of the time we swim in a world of blame and shame because we are taught that we should be able to think our way to new actions. There's the should again. Exactly. And it doesn't work at all. But now let's just imagine if somebody has a pattern in which they're shy and they walk into a situation and they're feeling awkward. And let's just imagine that they have a tool that they could just apply something private in the privacy of their own head and just remove the underlying pattern that is making them feel that way. And they no longer feel awkward. Okay, now there's no thought to have to change because you wouldn't be thinking, oh my gosh, I'm not gonna be accepted. Your thought will be something different driven by the feeling of confidence that you're gonna gain when you change the underlying pattern. So I always like to say, let's start with the pattern and not our thoughts. Our thoughts are just carrying along with the pattern anyway. So let's just address the underlying pattern and let the thoughts fall where they may. You know, I think confidence is an issue for often most people, but I think more often in women, maybe it's juggling roles, maybe it's uh, wanting to do different things than we are doing or the limitations that have been put on us for the last couple of years were difficult to absorb. Whatever the reason is, I do think that we we can take a look and as you said, go to the underlying pattern. Do you think most people are willing to look within? I find that if you give them the right understanding of looking within and what to look for, yes. Here's the problem in our current methodologies for um, behavior change or for personal development. Most people are taught, okay, you've got a problem. And now the next thing that you're told to do is where does that problem originate from? What happened in your past that caused that problem, right? And the person gets all the- Did your mother love you? Exactly. There's a lot of confusion in that. There's a lot of added issues in that. Here's what used to happen to me. I had a problem of panic. Okay. I had panic attacks. I had anxiety attacks for years. I would go to therapy. I would go to personal development. I would go to coaching. 
and they would say, okay, what happened in your childhood? What happened that caused those panic attacks? And I'd be going, I don't know. I don't remember my childhood very well, right? And I couldn't find any originating incident. So now I have two problems. I have the problem of the panic, and I have the problem of not being able to identify where the panic came from. Or answer this person who asked that to you. Sorry? And you're disappointing the person who asked you the question because you can't answer it. So it's defeating. Yeah, so now I have three problems. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. So, you know, when we work with patterns, though, we don't need to do any of that stuff. Here's the question. Just, okay, you're somebody who has anxiety. What does anxiety feel like in the body? And the person will be saying, well, I feel kind of jittery and I feel a little jumpy. Great. And what thought goes through your mind when you're feeling anxious? Oh, I feel like I'm not good enough. Perfect. That's all you need to know. Let's start there. right? And so it's a very gentle approach because it doesn't make anything wrong and it doesn't add complexity to our problems. That's brilliant because I I tend to think that we can take a simple problem and make it into a complex equation and we can go from one and one makes two to suddenly you're in calculus and it isn't necessary. Have you ever asked somebody um, the time and they tell you how clocks are made? Yes, exactly. (laughs) And, And I tend to think that that's how sometimes people take an approach because they think it makes them sound so smart. And yet the, the simpler, more accomplished ways of doing things are often geniusly simple. So as you are taking us, you're taking it right down to, okay, take a look at this behavior. What's behind it? What does uh, anxiety look like to you? To me, my shoulders start to climb to my ears my eye may twitch. Uh, I should call this stress more than anxiety. But I think that we all experience these things at different levels. It's learning what to do when you recognize them. So as you're helping someone recognize a pattern and you say, okay, now it's gone. Now they're confident when they walk in a room. There are a few steps in between that discussion of how does it feel to you to the power pose in the room when they go to network, yes? Yes, absolutely. One of the biggest differences between what I teach and every other personal development methodology out there is that I teach a method of subtraction. And I'm just gonna give an example because it's really tricky to understand the power of repatterning if you don't hear how it works. Okay. So, you know, I worked with this woman and um, she had this addiction to sugar. So she strongly felt that she was addicted to sugar. In fact, she said to me when we first started working together, she said, Adele, if you had a magic wand and you could say, I can take away your desire for sugar, she says, please don't tap. Don't don't take it away from me because I don't know how I'd live without it. So I said, no problem. I'm not going to take away that desire. I said, instead, I'm just going to give you a four-step technique and you're going to apply it every day to the belief I'm addicted to sugar. So she said, okay. Now, one of the things that this woman did was whenever she went to the grocery store, she would compulsively go down the candy aisle, okay? Sometimes she would go to the grocery store just to go to the candy aisle. She had candy everywhere. It was hidden in all her office drawers. It was all that availability, right? And it was was more than that. It was a compulsion. It was a pattern, and it just Ah. kept repeating the same action over and over and over again. Okay. Okay. All right. 
Um, so I just gave her this four-step technique. And I said, okay, apply it every day. So every day she did. And every week we would have a coaching call and I'd say, how'd it go? No, no change, no change, no change until about the fourth or fifth week. And I said to her, okay, how's it going? And she stopped, she paused for a minute and she said, oh my gosh. She said, I have a piece of pie in my fridge at work. And she said, and you know, I didn't eat it. And then she oh, said, beautiful. oh, come to think of it. She said, I haven't had any candy all week. And then she gasped. And she said, oh, my gosh. She said, I went to the grocery store yesterday, and I did not go down the candy aisle. All right. What's the difference? The difference is, is that she has just stepped out of an identity in which compulsive sugar eating was just part and parcel of who she was into an identity in which it just wasn't. That's the power of working with your brain and working with patterns. That is the power that is built right into your brain. There is nothing to fix. There is nothing broken. There is just, does this not work for you? And if it doesn't work, we are just going to remove it. And you are just going to become a whole different person who no longer takes that action. No effort, no convincing yourself, no clinging on, no control, no willpower. None of that is needed. When we know how the brain works, we can work it powerfully. That's a great example, because I think there are many of our listeners who would agree with sugar addictions or addictions of other types, bad habits, coping tools weren't always available, uh, you know, for, for a time period, you couldn't go to the gym, for example. And so some people found alternatives and others did not, as we well know about the health of America. But when you're talking about this pattern changing in the brain, doesn't it also affect your relationships? Absolutely. I mean, you know, the root cause of conflict is um, patterns that are created in the past that continue to take the same actions again. So our partner works through the door at the end of the day, and we see that partner through a particular light based on our patterns. And they say something and our pattern reacts and we react differently, uh, sorry, in the same way. So I work with couples, they're on the verge of divorce. They become like newlyweds again within six to eight weeks just because they remove those under, un, underlying patterns that no longer work for them. And all that reactivity just melts away and they just take different actions. And suddenly they're just seeing their partner brand new all over again. So there's power in knowing that your brain creates patterns and there's power in knowing how to remove those patterns that don't work. That's very true because we talk about uh, the power of positivity. Uh, you have a choice. What you don't change is a choice. All of these things are true. But if those methods have not worked for you, I, 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 I have a friend who self-sabotages on a regular basis. And you, you watch it happen and you point it out and you're gentle and you're generous and you're kind and yet it still continues, which makes me sad to be honest because I think we all have unlimited potential if we could break some of these patterns. So I, I know someone I'm going to give your website to, but I, I do know that when we fall into patterns, it, it does become our instinctive default. So changing our default is a process too. 
And when yeah. we, it's so funny. I, I think once we change our default, others note the change. And often you can have an effect, a positive effect on those around you. Would you agree with that? Absolutely. So I'm just going to change one word in what you said earlier, Linda. Of course. Your friend has a pattern that self-sabotages. Okay. So yes. Why, why am I pointing that out? Because we are so used to saying, oh my gosh, something wrong with me. I self-sabotage. But when we understand how our brain works and our brain just contains a pattern that consistently sabotages us, Okay. That's there's a lot of power in knowing that, especially when we know how we can upgrade that pattern. Okay, now I want to address the second thing that you said. Every single person I like to say is a center gear in a machine. Okay, so how okay. I like to, people to picture themselves is they're a center gear, and every relationship that they have surrounds them, and each of those is another gear. Okay. And your center gear is moving in a particular direction. And just like a machine, every other gear is reacting or moving in the direction in accordance to you, right? So when we know how pattern works, we know that when my pattern reacts and I move my gear in this direction, other people are forced to react in relationship to that and their gear changes in relationship to me, correct? Now, what might happen, Linda, if we could just very gently go in there and just very gently turn that gear in an opposite direction? Well, what will happen is one of two things. If we don't do it gently enough, this whole machine blows apart. People get mm -hmm. angry right. and conflicts and, and I'm never going to talk to you again. Okay. Right. That is what happens when we try and change the direction of our gear. It's a okay. forced change, right? Exactly. But if we do it gently through repatterning, then that center gear starts to turn ever so slightly in the opposite direction. Mm -hmm. And now all the other gears have to turn in relationship to it. So yeah, absolutely. When we change our own reactivity, we force other people's brains, not force, that's wrong use of the word, but we, we allow the opportunity for other people's brains to make a correction in their patterning in accordance to the change in us. And when that happens, everything just changes. So I watch families transform. I watch um, companies transform. Entrepreneurships transform. Everything, when you just know, oh yeah, it's my pattern. I get to own that as my pattern and I just get to change myself. Everything then just forms, aligns with you and everything just changes. You keep giving me these phenomenal lead-ins. Uh, another sponsor for our program is AARP. And I think we're kind of programmed to think of that for old people. And the reality is, no, no, people are young at heart. The ages are just climbing in terms of uh, health and wellness and, and how you face the issues going forward. And there's a lot of truth to a body in motion stays in motion. And what I love about AARP and what they're offering these days, beyond the advocacy on uh, lower prescription costs and protecting social, secure, social security and Medicare, I love the part that talks about practical things like driver safety tips when you have an aging parent. It's the largest advocacy group. 
I use it for caregiving. We had uh, Alzheimer's and dementia caregiving during the pandemic. And as you know, you couldn't go in with people. Sometimes you had to be from afar and there were, was a lot to deal with. There were, they also help with financial planning. Um, I, I think that money can be such a strain when you are older, you're, you're just, well, it's a strain at all times, frankly, and they advocate for you. And I have found resources that I didn't even know existed when I became part of AARP. And I was very, very impressed with the fact that fraud protection, but the family caregiving support was the biggest thing for me. Plus the AARP, the magazine, has amazing interviews that helped our family as we were dealing with, we lost three people during the pandemic and one was to Alzheimer's, none to the virus, funnily enough, but grief and loss and all of those sorts of things are also managed well with the resources at AARP. I urge you to try the benefits for yourself. Go to aarp.org forward slash wise, and you can join for just $12 for your first year with an automatic renewal. You get a second membership for free, plus AARP the magazine and a free gift. Always free gifts are always good. That's aarp.org forward slash wise. Again, that's aarp.org forward slash wise. I want you to talk a little bit about, if you could, the fact that as we age, our patterns don't have to stay the same. We can alter them. Yes, it's never too late. Absolutely. It used to believe that the human brain was fixed in adulthood. So it right. used to be very much believed that you would, uh, your brain would be changing throughout adolescence, throughout childhood, throughout adolescence. And then by the time you had reached adulthood, it was pretty much fixed. Not true. Okay. Um, the brain is, has plasticity and it is now being determined that throughout life it is constantly able to rewire itself and change itself and upgrade itself. Pretty much, Linda, there's only one problem that is faced in today's world. And that is that nobody has taught us yet how to change a pattern that isn't working for us. That's it. That's why you're here, Adele. Yeah, exactly. If we can see that that is the root cause of all of our problems, I don't care whether that's at the government level or at the corporation level or at the personal level, then we will always be empowered once we know how to work our brain. And we have an opportunity to upgrade a whole bunch of stuff out there in the world that's not working. What's interesting about the word upgrade is that maybe 10 years ago, nobody would really understand what upgrade meant, except maybe <laughs> trading in their car for a new model. Or and changing their computer program. Yes. Exactly. Or your phone has updates constantly, it seems, or security updates. These days, that's a word that's familiar to people and, and doesn't actually frighten anyone. It, it it's, it's a positive thing to upgrade. And when you take a look at the anxiety and overwhelm that a lot of the world is feeling, if you can upgrade from a pattern of letting the overwhelm overwhelm you, then you will be much nicer to be around. You will be more comfortable in your own skin. You will have that confidence that you mentioned. 
and and you really will go through life not bucking every wave. I, I often put water metaphors in because I, I tend to think that water is a force beyond our understanding many times. So if you're going into the ocean and a giant wave comes, you have a couple of choices. You can go under it, you can go through it, or you can just let it hit you. And so I tend to think the choices that we are making do have something to do with how we come out the other side. Absolutely, yes. But interesting fact, ready? Yes. Neuroscientists now determine, this is a study done by John Dylan Haynes. He has determined that the decision that we are going to make is actually being predetermined in the subconscious regions of our brain before our conscious mind catches up. Hmm. And that is happening seconds before we know we are going to make that decision. So I like to say, you want to know why your hand's in the cookie jar? not because you're choosing to put your hand in the cookie jar. It's because you have a pattern that is already moving you in that direction before you say, I want a cookie. Mm -hmm. Now to know that is powerful, but to believe that we have choice uh, when our patterns are choosing on our behalf really makes us just feel ashamed and blamed for what we're doing. And that's very unfortunate. Because most of the time, 99% of the time, if we hooked your brain up to a modern brain scanner, it would be able to see what you were going to do before you knew you were going to do it. So that's eye-opening. Is it portable? <laughs> oh, I love that. I, I mean, that would be just amazing. That, that would be wonderful. We talk about how patterns can affect relationships. And I think often one of the biggest signs of conflict in relationship, well, there's two giant ones that I can think of, and I know you probably have more. One is poor communication, uh, no clarity in communication or confusion or omission, or again, patterns of communicating that don't serve terribly well. And another conflict area are money issues. And people are very conflicted about money. There's either enough, there's not enough. Um, there's, I'll let you take that one. Money <laughs> issues are huge and they affect everyone. And it doesn't, it, people always think that if I have enough money, it will solve all of my problems in the world. And I think more, Cogent people realize that no money won't solve all of your problems, but it will give you more choices. But talk about money patterns and how you can transform the way you think to achieve what it is you're trying to achieve. Yeah, I mean, I love the I love the fact that you tied this into couples because you're right. One of the biggest causes of divorce are money issues. Um, Another big cause of divorce is communication issues, and you've addressed both of those beautifully. Um, the difference when we work with patterns and when we work with, uh, when I work with a couple, is that I'm not actually working with the relationship between them. I'm working with each individual's patterning, and I'm asking, does that work for both of you? Okay. So I have. If we think about how money patterns work, you might find that one half of the couple is a spender and the other half is a saver. And they spend a lot of time fighting about that. Well, you know, I need to spend, no, I need to save. And, and it just becomes 
the waxy floor buildup that eventually just you yes. know you can't see the floor anymore because there's so many problems between you. So addressing it at that level takes a lot of time and energy and it's not very effective. So instead, what I say is, okay, you've got a pattern for spending. Does that pattern work for both of you, right? Does, and if the answer is no, then let's just remove the pattern for spending. We don't need to know what the solution is, though, because the optimal pattern is going to drive the solution. The other person has a pattern for saving. And if that's creating conflict in the marriage, then it doesn't work. And we're just going to remove that pattern and see what happens. Now, what typically happens is neither of these patterns is optimal. Neither of these patterns is actually driving optimal results or taking optimal actions. And when the person, when each side of the couple upgrades their pattern for money, then the optimal solution is presented. Because sometimes you need to save, sometimes you need to spend Right. And it's not right. an either or. It should be fluid based on the situation. And it's that fluidity, it's that ability to be adaptable that each couple comes to. And then none of the conflict is there because they're both able to just take the optimal action depending on the situation itself. I think in many cases, uh, many root causes to problems about money come from either fears or insecurity, some real, some perceived, and sometimes it's a trust issue. Yes. Yes, absolutely. But why is the person withholding? Why is mm -hmm. the person, um, you know, why are they lying? Well, because they had a pattern in their past that was formed in which they had to lie. Okay, and once that pattern was formed, that pattern got stuck. So, you know, I'm, I'm not one to blame everything on parents, but let's just take an example. I worked with one couple in which he was actually trained to lie because every time he told the truth, he would get in trouble. Oh and gosh. so, of course, as a kid, it was so much easier for him just to lie and withhold. Now he takes that into his marriage. Now that doesn't work anymore. His wife is furious, right? Why do you keep lying to me? What's wrong with you? All of that stuff. Mm -hmm. Okay, wonderful. But when we start to look at patterns, we start to see, yeah, yeah, like it makes sense. In his world, it makes sense that lying is the way to go. Because it didn't work for her, all he had to do was remove the pattern that felt the need to lie. And then he was- Boy, that sounds like a tough one to repattern. If you uh, any pattern lie, I mean, there are cultures where that is is very acceptable. Uh, it's actually part of things. It's part of uh, the haggling, um, you know, the bargaining, that kind of thing. But lying in uh, our culture is is that's a that's a deal breaker for me. It's a deal breaker for many people, right? But, you know, and that's why it doesn't work. You see, always when we play with patterns, it's, it has to work for everybody. Mm -hmm. And luckily for us, we don't need to know the solution. All we have to do is remove the pattern that is lying. But Linda, I mean, we can all think of situations in which lying is essential. No, I don't. I'm not hiding Anne Frank in the attic. 
right? Uh, yes, <laughs> you yes. better be able to lie. I'm not going to argue with you there, right? Right. So it's always situationally based. I mean, I'm never saying that lying should be deceptive and should hurt the other person, but it, it's not that things are right or wrong. It's just do they work for this situation or not? And a lie told to your wife doesn't work, but a lie told to a mother who will punish you if you're going to get into trouble. Yes, that works. It's very sad. Yeah. That's, mm -hmm. I've not ever heard of something like that. Um, that's, that's very sad. I'm sorry that that happened, but I'm glad they found you. Yes. yes. Well, well yes. no, I, I really believe that some you know, a pattern of lying uh, must not be easy to break because your first default will be to make something up. I've always felt that people who lied had, had to think of so much because how do you keep it straight? <laughs> well, a pattern is a pattern is a pattern. There's no hard patterns, easy patterns. They're just patterns. They're just intertwined physical sensations, emotions, thoughts. And once you know how to remove them, it's a two-minute technique. It's done in the privacy of your own head. It's not like tricky that. to work with the brain. It's just, you just need to know how to work with the brain. How to work Once, with it. Yeah. You know, I, I think one of the things, I want people to know where to find out more information about you. And you have your own website. Uh, do you want to give that out or shall I? Or sure. It's Adele, it? Sure. <laughs> well, it's adelspragan.com and that's spelled with two Gs. And one, one L. One L in Adele. So it's A D E L E S P R A G O N dot com. There's lots of free goodies there. You can get a free copy of my book, autographed. All I ask is that people uh, pay for shipping, and I'll ship right. you one. Uh, there's free training in there. You can even get 30 day free access to all the training that I do about how to repattern and how to change patterns. And there's training in there on repatterning relationships repatterning money, repatterning um, uh, mindset, all the things that we discussed here, they're all in there. Um, so yeah, I mean, I, I like to give stuff. I like people to see if this technique is for them. Because <laughs> as I said, everybody's unique and you know, it's got to work for you. So I give things up front and come on in, give it a try. Well, it makes sense. And I like things that make sense. And also, the science aspect of things really, really is important because we are learning more about plasticity and patterns and neural grooves and, and creating new neural patterns. It's one of the reasons I love lifelong learning because I always feel like, okay, I'm making new neural patterns in my brain. That's good. It's keeping it active. It's the old body in motion, mind in motion as well. I think one of the things that I do see among some people, not, not many, uh, is that when they, they stop striving, they start, they stop thriving. And, and so I, I think that by keeping everyone nimble and what I see that you do, if I had to put a big umbrella on it, is you are eliminating out some of the most common conflicts that people have and you're increasing quality of life exponentially. Mm -hmm. Oh, definitely. I mean, the end result of repatterning is that people find deep layers of happiness. In fact, I like to say happiness is your birthright. <laughs> as long as we're upgrading our patterns, as long as we're creating patterns that are optimal, that are aligned with the situation, 
happiness, peace of mind, joy, all of that is given. It's, it's just built right into your brain. Love it. Adele, thank you so much for sharing your repatterning with us. The website, again, for those of you interested in finding out more and especially looking for the books and the goodies that are there is adelespragan.com. That's A-D-E-L-E, just one L, A-D-E-L-E, Spragan, S-P-R-A-G-G-O-N.com. And I will put it in the show notes for you along with a link to the book. Adele, it was not easy to get us together. And I'm so glad that we were able to finally make it happen. And thank you so much for sharing everything that you have shared today. Oh, thank you, Linda. I really appreciate what you do as well. Thank you. For My having pleasure. Me. My pleasure. Uh, thank you for listening to Wise Health for Women Radio. We'll be back next week with more interesting guests, thoughts, things to provoke your mind. Make it a great week. Thank you for tuning in today. You can find more shows at wisehealthforwomenradio.com.